Hello, one and all. Welcome to episode 159 of Near Perfect Pitch. Well, 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 this week I can tell you the programme is brought to you by your Jovian and the chocolate chip cookie and Cat Dowling and the famous Flapjack. Yeah, talking to your Jovian later in the programme and to Cat Dowling from Dublin. Uh, brilliant conversations with both. Looking forward to uh, you being able to share the fruits of those conversations at the end of the programme. Usual special features today. If you're new to the programme, welcome. If you're not, welcome. Cover Me, we have a cover version every week, which we will uh, dutifully get to this week as well. We have a hat trick of songs, i.e. three in a row. Uh, Essential Wax, which is an LP that you must own. Uh, obligatory Fall, uh-uh, which is our uh, obligatory track by The Fall. And then there's Tune This, which is uh, the resident banger of the week. And then there's two interview features at the end of the programme. And amidst all that is a Peel track, a feature Peel track, a John Peel session from years gone by. Now it's time to kick off the programme. Let's start it off with something from 1984, something that has a, a real place in my heart anyway.
from Lucerne, Switzerland, with a single from last year. That's the Churchill Garden, the Churchill Garden. Bandcamp.com to learn more. And that's a tune called Grounded. And before that, a single from '84 on Beggars Banquet Records. Tones on Tail, Lions, and Tones on Tail are the lads from um, Love and Rockets and the Bubble Men and uh, the remnants of Bauhaus, i.e. everybody except Pete Murphy. Next, we're going to get straight into a uh, special feature. It's going to be uh, Cover Me this uh, week first as uh, the first special feature that we'll address. Now, this is a song written by Chip Taylor for Tina Mason from uh, 1966. Uh, it's been covered by the Trogs, H.P. Lovecraft, Lita Ford, and a litany of other people. This is my favourite version.
wind is blowing The leaves are piled up all around Like a lucky stiffle Poor old October drowned From rain and fall down Upon this old town From rain and fall down From force of lightning all around And blow this troubled town away What will we see all around When it's all around On the other side of grey Boulevard. You can't escape for us. The silent films in which you start. You're glowing leaves. I guess the days Those men aren't reporters. The skylark from Scotland Yard. This place is deserted. The butler and housekeeper fled. There's a conversation going on inside my head You're at the station, my destinations Great expectations, come full so lightning And blow this troubled town away What will we see all around the other side of grey I can't you Welsh Popsters, the Hepburns, uh, with uh, some vocal assistance by Estella Rosa. And uh, the Hepburns.bandcamp.com, the other side of grey, name of the song that we just heard there. And uh, kicking off that uh, mini set, Any Way That You Want Me, spiritualised, our cover version, our cover me, our feature of the week and again that was written by chip taylor back in uh, 1966 and that version by spiritualized is it's my fave and that's the first song that uh, spiritualized recorded and released as a single as spiritualized in case uh, in case you care uh, next up beach house we're going to hear lazuli and then after that we're going to hear something uh, magnificent from the uh, the theme from annika annika is a new crime um program starring uh, nicola walker it's on alibi a channel in the uk if you're listening and live there um it'll make its way all over the world i'm sure via affiliates and, and and such like in the next few months anyway great great program watched it but the soundtrack is uh, is uh, penned by anton newcomb and Dot Allison and uh, bringing murder to the land is the theme from Annika and you're going to hear that immediately after you hear this. Mm-hmm. 
theme from Annika called uh, Bringing Murder to the Land and that's Anton Newcomb of uh, Brian Jonestown Massacre and Dot Allison, her of Wandove and her of Dot Allison fame. Now it's time for another special feature. It's a hat trick and sometimes they're themed, sometimes they're not. Uh, this time they are themed in that uh, their commonality is they're recently released, hence a recently released hat trick 
uh, three in a row, a break from my voice. Enjoy. Two things you should always bring up in public. Religion and politics. Drink our wine. Read our literature. This is your church now. Your prayers are liquid. We grabbed hold of the wrong revolution and pickled you in it. Got you drunk enough to promise us that you'd quit. Stuck between a rock and a fight we cannot win. But you weren't here that sinking ship of a
from Los Angeles. That's Analog Party with Blind Driver. Analogparty.bandcamp.com And that's the old uh, American spelling of analog without the U-E after the G. Uh, Be Sweet by Japanese Breakfast off the latest Jubilee LP was squeezed in betwixt tracks one and three. And we kick things off from Leeds with English Teacher, EnglishTeacher.bandcamp.com com and a tune called Wallace. Now it's time to hear something by Violens. Let's hear something called The Dawn of Your Happiness is Rising, followed by a track by uh, a Manchester outfit, a new release from uh, The Speed of Sound, and then it's time for another special feature, The Essential Wax will closely follow the tune by The Speed of Sound. Anyway, enjoy these two. Uh, the second's a new release, and uh, The Dawn of Your Happiness is Rising by Violens is the lead track to 2010's A Moral. Still 
Manchester off their Museum of Tomorrow LP. That's the speed of sound with the day the earth caught fire. And before that, uh, Violins with the lead track to 2010's A Moral, The Dawn of Your Happiness is rising. And uh, so it should. Uh, Essential Wax time next. And uh, that means to the uninitiated are must-have LP. You've got to own this LP. So... uh, uh, this uh, next few minutes will be integral in, in, in persuading you, won't it? So what I usually do is I play two tracks off uh, the feature LP, which uh, is no different this time. This uh, week, uh, this show, we're looking at Whipping Boy from, from Ireland, their LP, Heartworm, uh, an amazing LP that has just been uh, re-released on Needle Mythology uh, on a double LP and double CD with both formats, sporting extra tracks, B-sides, demos, etc, etc. The LP concerned was voted the seventh best Irish LP of all time in a poll uh, by Hot Press in uh, 2005. A high praise indeed. Let's start off by playing this one, shall we? This is their seventh single, When We Were Young.
Whipping Boy. That's uh, We Don't Need Nobody Else. That's their sixth single from 95, preceded by their seventh single, um, When We Were Young. That doesn't make sense, does it? Yes, it does. That's from 96. Of course, there's that sequential. I'm not losing my mind. That was the recorded, the LP, at uh, Windmill Lane Studios in Dublin, released on the 1st of November 1995, on Columbia Records. Now, I hope that's persuaded you to go and buy the record. And as I mentioned, as I clear my throat, <coughs> you can get the uh, the new version, the limited double, by uh, snagging it from Needle Mythology Limited and get the extra track and b-sides and demos and all that good stuff next up we're going to go to el paso texas for something new uh, and then after that we're going to hear another new track this time uh, not so much texan but uh, but uh, very british we can hear something from jim bauer called when david bowie died and in my estimation that's when it all went to shit
That's Jim Bauer when David Bowie died. Soundcloud.com slash Jim hyphen Bauer. Plenty more where that came from. Do stay tuned for more good stuff from Jim. And I do wish him the best of luck. He's, uh, he's pretty low key. And I'm hoping that uh, you like that song and can visit the page and can uh, give him some patronage, as it were, because that song is a belter lyrically. It's absolutely brilliant. Before that, El Paso, Texas is the home of EEP. The album is Winter Skins. And we heard Hanging on a Wire, EEP Shoegaze.bandcamp.com. Time now for a bit of Built to Spill.
That was Craig's tribute to Frank Zappa. Now, we can all laugh about this, but that was his attempt to be Frank, and therefore I entitled it, I'm Frank. Well, there you have it. That's this week's obligatory fall. Ah, I'm Frank. By the fall, of course. Extricate the name of the LP from 1990, their 12th L. And that's a song about uh, Mr. Frank Zappa, as you probably surmised. And before we heard that from 1996, you in reverse the name of the LP, Built to Spill, and a tune called Liar. Time for another, yes, another special feature. It's this week's Peel feature, and it's Suff the Children by Tears for Fears. Beautiful tune from September the 1st, 1982.
that's still dreams on elephant records elephant.com slash band slash still hyphen dreams the lp's called make believe the tune's called uh, live with excuse and uh, it's lovely isn't it good stuff before that suffer the children tears for fears from september the first 82 of feature peel track this week and now what we're we going to hear oh yeah we're going to hear some mazzy star still reeling from the quite recent loss of uh, dave roback of course this is off their third lp among my swan from 1996 it's a tune called still cold <laughs>
That's Magnus Josefsson with a tune called The Map on the new The Mirror Factory record label featuring Craig Gannon, ex uh, The Smiths guitarist and mastered by Simon Scott of Slow Dive. Brilliant stuff. Again, The Map. And you can follow Magnus Josefsson at soundcloud.com slash Magnus, J-O-S-E-F-S-S-O-N. Before we heard Magnus Josefsson, we heard Mazzy Star from the 96, from uh, Among My Swan, we heard Still Cold. Lovely stuff. Now, what's up next? What have I got queued up for you lovely folk? I've got, um, yes, I've got something from France via Melbourne, I think. Here's Tension by Distant Stars. We are We are We are all spoken for We
It does take quite a bit of time and energy to produce each and every episode of Near Perfect Pitch. As you probably know, the show operates as a one-man outfit, i.e. myself. I arrange and perform all interviews and the recording, editing, admin, graphic design, playlisting, research and promotion of each episode. So please, visit nearperfectpitch.com to lend your support to the show. Needless to say, your support is immensely appreciated. Now that we've got him to shut up, let's enjoy this week's Tune This, the song that's designed to have you parade around playing air instruments with uh, reckless abandon. Here we go.
Well, I hope you enjoyed tripping out to that. I did. Playing my air guitar like a fool. That's Moon Duo. That's uh, Mirror's Edge off uh, 2017's Occult Architecture, Volume 2. Indeed. Now, um, what's up next? I've got to try and get my act together here for you, haven't I? Uh, Lips. They're from New Zealand. And uh, we're going to hear something called Empty Hours off I Don't Know Why I Do Anything. And then after that, we're going to hear some flying colours with some wavy gravy. Nearly time for our interviews, actually. Uh, fast approaching an interview with uh, your Jovian, specifically Elliot Malvis, who is your Jovian, and Kat Dowling as well. Fantastic stuff. Stay tuned. She's trying not to fall off, making each other laugh You're so funny when you're falling asleep Thinking you make sense when you don't The more sitting apart in the bed Nobody sees us old hands, no one else understands Cause nobody gets me in the way you do Nobody gets me like you Empty hours float on by Feel so happy when it's you and I Does anyone else know you like me? Does anyone else know you like me? Does anyone else know you like me?
from Elbowl, Australia. That is uh, Flying Colours, and that's a tune called Wavy Gravy. It's Flying Colours with two Ys, flyingcolours.bandcamp.com. That's colours spelt properly, in case you're wondering. And uh, that's off their self-titled EP from 2016. And before that, Lips from New Zealand, more Antipodean uh, music. Uh, that's uh, I Don't Know Why I Do Anything is the name of the LP and the tune that we heard. Empty Hours. Now, we're going to turn ourselves over to the world of your Jovian for the next uh, half an hour, 40 minutes or so. Now, Elliot Malvis is your Jovian, and he's chosen three songs for me to play around the interview. I'll start with this one, Sentimental Doubt, as followed by The Sound of Who We Are.
And that's your Jovian, just heard two songs in a row there. The last one you heard was called The Sound of Who We Are, title track to the uh, self-titled 2018 EP. And before that, we heard Sentimental Doubt, the lead track to 2012's newly reissued Stereo Chronic, which Elliot's going to be talking about in uh, some detail in uh, moments from now. Uh, tidbit, ex-Swirly's bassist, is Elliot Malvis and your Jovian you can follow them at yourjovian.bankup.com over to me and Elliot Malvis for a chat and I'll be back with one more song by your Jovian before we get into a couple of tunes before we get into our second interview which is uh, Cat Dowling which I'm looking forward to muchly as well hello is this Elliot yes how are you doing hey I'm fine thanks nice to talk to you not at all, not at all. It's took a while, but sometimes that's that's what happens in these cases. Um, um, whereabouts are you? Are you are you Norfolk, Virginia Beach? Where are you? Yeah, yeah, uh, Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, I'm like 20 miles away from Virginia Beach, which is where I grew up. I'm like a beach kid, uh, but I live in Norfolk now. A little bit of a feels more like a little bit of a city, but not really. So it's it's like a like a town then, but all all, all the stuff yeah. that you can yeah all the stuff that you could want without the big bustle of the city. Exactly yeah, and Virginia Beach is like a tourist trap. So like you know down there it's like you got the beach, you got the scenic views, but like every summer it's just like more and more people show up, and it's like it's like main brand like fast food chains, and it's like I don't know out here it's like a little more slow, but uh, I still work at the beach though, and uh, I'm down there quite often, but. Yeah. Well, that sounds remarkably chill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's something that's missing from my life. I could, I could certainly do with a dose of chill at the moment. Now, now I understand. We're going to, we're going to talk about the band because I think, I think it's a, it's a, it's a fair comment that, you know, not everybody knows about you. Um, is it fair to say that you formed in two thousand and eight? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So two thousand eight. Um was the um, year I think I kind of like took it more serious, but I, and I've always been kind of music. I mean, you know how these things go, but like 2008 was like, you know, if I'm going to do this, this is probably the time, and so I kind of like took the name, stuck to it, and just like started writing songs, and then eventually, by 2011, started recording, got a band together, got some confidence, and started playing shows, but I think 2008 was the inception when I decided to do this, and then 2011 was like, that actually come to fruition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so you've been around for quite some time. So, for for those of you that think that that that, that um, this this record's a new new record that we're going to be talking about, of course, is a fully remastered version from twenty twelve. Um, we're talking yeah. we're talking about a record that um, does sound new but isn't new. Yeah. It's called Stare Chronic, and I actually recorded it in 2011 and finished it in 2012. Um, and, you know, kind of did it, you know, played shows, uh, did the whole nine yards, but it's coming up on its 10 year anniversary, so I got it remastered. Um, and then I went ahead and, like, got to press the vinyl. Um, and so I just wanted to kind of feel nostalgic, but also just, like, wanted to give it, like, a, like a, like a, a breath of fresh air, you know? Well, you you figure it deserves it deserves, you know, some some recognition after the fact. Of course, I mean, ten years is a long time, 
and since then yeah. you've you've released you've released a hatful of records since then. Uh, and is it safe to say that you are very proud of Stereochronic? Yeah, it's, it's like it's like everybody kind of has like their own like version of like what they consider to be their masterpiece, I guess. And like just like the timing of that record, like personally, and also just like the, the, how it came together. It's like I, I definitely have a sweet tooth for it, like a soft spot in my heart. So I was like, if I'm gonna do a ten year anniversary of this record, like now's the time, and it's just made sense, but also, it's, I consider it like a masterpiece, you know, I love all my records, like my, my, my babies, but like, that one definitely kind of sticks out, and kind of got us on the map, so. Well, that's of course, because it's going to forever have a place in your heart for numerous, for numerous reasons. I was going to ask you, um, you've talked a little bit about, um, you know, the, the area where you live. Um, in my ignorance, being that I don't live remotely near there, is is there a is there a, a scene of sorts? Are there other other bands out there, or, or are you are you just flying the flag for the region? Um, there's more bands now than there were when I was like younger, for sure. But there's a very small scene here, which is like nice. Like what's that what's that phrase like uh, small fish in a big pond or whatever? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like that, that's how it feels here, and like. An example is like, you know, you might have like five or six bands. So whenever there's a show, two uh, out of those like six bands are going to be on that bill, you know, so it's kind of a small scene. So it's kind of easy to overplay. Um, but there's definitely like kids here are like pretty enthusiastic now. Like I feel like more now than they were 10 years ago. So. Well, that's good. And there's, also, and there's a dude in town who, um, named Josh Copeland, who's like booking shows. Like he's, he kind of took it very serious now. He's starting to book a lot of ads, like national bands, smaller indie bands, and so the scene it kind of ebbs and flows. But now with COVID, I mean, it's hard to tell. But it's it's definitely here. We're a small scene, but like we just played uh, two shows out of town uh, this weekend. Um, went to Philadelphia on Friday, and then yesterday played in New Jersey, and then we drove home. So like we play out. Like we don't really play here often. You know, as people would think. Well, let's let's think let's think post COVID world. I, I'm sure that you know you'd be chomping at the bit to to do some kind of mini tour of sorts, but it's not conducive right now. I mean, right now uh, I'm speaking blatantly obvious <laughs> banter here, but of course it's it's going to it's going to taint all, all this progress. Right now, you'd probably be doing uh, a, a, a concerted tour to support the the 10th anniversary of, of, of Stereo Chronic, but just unavailable to you right now but be patient you'll be out on the road soon enough i'm fairly sure of that i'm, I'm sure next year there'll be all the there'll be opportunities for you to uh to hit the road again no we're definitely looking it's like it's on the agenda but we wanted to test the waters out um and so we did we're doing four shows over the course of like two weekends you know spreading them out keeping it low risk and all the shows have been it's a, it's a unnecessary risk to go and play a show right now, but like there's a responsible way to approach it um, if you're in a position to do that. And so every venue is doing like vaccine checks, uh, like you're like checking your vaccine card uh, and doing the negative test results. So it, it felt okay enough, but it you know it definitely didn't feel normal. But um, next weekend we're playing DC, and then we're playing a hometown show on like next weekend as well. So. Oh, fantastic. You've got a big big week ahead of you. That's great stuff. I didn't realize that. That's great. Yeah, it's a four shows, but um, they did works out. Low risk, high reward, hopefully, and then hopefully nobody gets sick and 
Um, it's just testing the waters, but I think after that, there's nothing show-wise until 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just good, good to dip your toe in the water, sell some merchandise while you're at it, and see what see see how you received. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. Exactly. Um, yeah. uh, now, with regards to yourself, um, when it comes to, um, to 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 songwriting, uh, I understand that you you have no formal musical training. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of, I'm more. I consider myself more of a drummer, but uh, learning guitar, and I, I don't have any experience other than just like, just listening to stuff I like and just trying to like understand it, you know. But I have never took lessons and all that good stuff. Well, I mean, it's very, very, very few people actually uh, can read music. I, I'm, I'm lucky enough. I know. I know that you listen to the program. Um, that I, I interview all manner of. Uh, of people and uh, it's amazing how, how small the percentage is of of of, uh, of artists who actually can you know read and write music per se it's uh i'm jealous of them sometimes because it's like they i feel like they can complete a song more mathematically than like a feeling um but on the, on the other under end of the spectrum it's like a lot of the bands they don't have formal training like write incredible songs it's just like not sustainable forever you know sometimes it's like like I wish I knew chords, so I could really play with something here. But but I'm just going to dart a dartboard and hoping it sticks. Yeah, there's, well, there's, there's pros and cons for that that element of naivety in terms of the creative process. As you say, it's not sustainable. Yeah. There's, a, there's a finite amount that you can get out of that. But uh, um, I was going to ask you also about about um, about the record. Let's talk specifically about uh, uh, about uh, Stereochronic, but also. Um, other other previous works. Um, who's responsible for the production? Is is it is it yourself, or are you are you bringing in uh, a tried and true and trusted uh, resource? Um, well, you know, kind of going back to earlier, like just in Norfolk, Virginia, pretty small. Um, there was a uh, small scene. There's like this dude named Mark Padgett, who I consider a dear friend, but he had a band in the early 2000s called May, M-A-E, and they actually got, like, pretty successful, um, but he quit that band because he wanted to become an engineer, recording engineer, um, and he had a small studio, and um, I linked up with him and uh, really kind of discovered, like, my sound in his studio, and I think he understood what I was going for, kind of the more brighter guitars, you know, louder um, musical aspects, um, and it, it really complemented it well. So I actually did two records with him. The Stereochronic was the first, and it was amazing. And now he retired from that as a real estate agent. So oh. <laughs> living the life, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, well, that, so that, somebody has to do it, I suppose. But that's quite that's quite a lateral yeah. move. That's from behind the boards of a of a of of, of in a recording studio to, uh, to 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 selling to selling homes. Wow. Um, now. Now, what's the next works for you? What have you got next in the pipeline? Well, um, so, like, you know, like Mark Padgett is out of the fold. I, you know, I recorded with Jeff Ziegler, who actually lives in Philadelphia. He's pretty notable. He's worked with Kurt Vile, Warren Drugs, uh, the band Nothing. Uh, and so I recorded with him, but he's, you know, for me, independent band, independent musician, it's just me. It's like kind of a lot of money, um, and so I can't, really shell that out and just devote myself to that time and uh, financial commitment. 
So I have a friend here in town who is kind of like learning the musical process of recording and engineering. Um, and I just so happen to have like a, like a climate-controlled garage. Uh, and we built a studio in there uh, together. And uh, he's basically using me as a guinea pig. Uh. And I'm recording 10 songs with him, like, literally, like, we started it probably six months ago. Um, and so hopefully that kind of gets done-ish soon, but it's, 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 we're taking our time, um, partly because why not? There's no rush, but also, like, he has a full-time job. I work, and it's just scheduled. But uh, hopefully uh, in 2022 sometime we'll have those 10 songs complete and probably definitely get it out, you know. All right, well, please, please keep us posted about that. I mean, the best place to follow you is, of course, well, I would say, not of course, but I think Bandcamp is the best way to keep abreast of all your releases. I think that's pretty yeah, fair well, to say. doing i respect i respect artists in any any shape or form whereby you're, you're working your backside off during the course of a, of a regular work week and you're uh, you, you know you're exploiting the, uh, the the creative juices in, in in your extracurricular time trying to trying to you know not so much make ends meet but you're not a charity i mean things cost money as you've alluded to it'd be great if you could you know book book a, a studio for two weeks with with x y and z and 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 and, and turn out a seven track uh, a seven track album it'd be great but you're dealing with the realities yeah. the realities of things and uh, i must admit that um you know our back and forths over the last little while I've I've listened to all of the material and uh, become quite become quite attached to it. To be frank, uh, and I'm encouraging everybody listening to to either you know buy the physical product or or, or download the digital product from from uh, from Elliot's site because it's um, it's it's a progression. I mean, you listen to Whalehead, which is quite an old piece, isn't it? Uh, uh, and then, and then you can listen to something that, that's a little bit more contemporary. Uh, it's it's definitely you, but you can certainly tell uh, in terms of a maturity where you've led yourself down a path to where you currently are. So I'll be really intrigued to hear um, new material. You know, you know, once once yeah. you, once you get the uh, the opportunity to, to, to lay down some tracks, because. Um, I think critical mass with stereochronic, it, it's you know as you as you already alluded to, it's got a really a very very um, special place in your heart. Not not just because of what it is, but because of its timing. It's it's a big big deal for you. It's your baby, as you as you already alluded to. But yeah. you know maybe maybe over the course of time they were selected and divided might might become <laughs> might become as dear to you as well. You just you just you just never know. It's like, a, it's like cooking like food. You gotta give it time to like slowly cook and get the flavor. And you, you, you just never, like, time is interesting how it works and how you perceive it because, like, you just don't know what certain albums mean to certain people at different times. There's been examples of, like, bands that 
kind of come out of nowhere, but you find out the album that people are freaking out about or are talking about is like 10 years old. Um, you know, so you just never really know when you just rediscover those things or who does. And yeah, I mean, they they were like been divided as is kind of the same formula as Sterichronic, um, in the sense that like you know it's kind of around that at that time. It also Mark Page recorded it, um, but certainly that album stands out too. But um, give it some more time. I, I don't know. I hope it. I hope it kind of has a little resurgence, but. Well, we'll we'll play some tracks. We'll play some tracks, and in, in, in a second, we'll get to uh, you know three tracks that we're going to play that you can choose. But um, uh, as I say, you lot listening, you're going to hear the tracks that we're going to play. But also um, hit the Bandcamp site and uh, and get yourself get yourself the library and listen to them on your own without having me play them for you. That, that's the ideal situation. Um, um, so so that's that's what's happening next with you. Um, is there anything that's uh, that's particularly exciting you right now in the world of music that uh, that you've heard of late? Like, something that you just sort of drop your cup of tea and said, "My God, what's that?" Anything that's really doing it for you, as they say? Well, I mean, yes and no. There's a lot of new bands coming out, and I just like you know when you go like, travel with your like your your friends like on tour, like you kind of come with these like fake band names, um, and then like a lot of these new bands that come out have these amazing names that like seem like fake, and like, wow, like, they're actually like a real band, though. I listen to uh, Sirius XM Radio, XMU, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and there's always just like a plethora of just like really good indie bands that their, their band names are just like so funky, and I just can't ever like remember them. Um, but that said, I'm also like kind of like a tender soul, like I love older music, um, you know, I kind of always revisit it. Also, depending on like the seasons, like when fall time comes, I'm, I'm usually... I go down like the rabbit hole of just like indie music, like pavement, broken uh, social scene, self itself. But um, there's a there's a band that kind of found out uh, recently called uh, Minimal Man. It's kind of like post-punk '80s, and to me it sounds like uh, I I know nothing about this group. I haven't even like Google searched them. I just found them on the algorithm of the internet, um, <laughs> and it's like a album came out in '85. But it's kind of like catching on now, and uh, one of the songs on Spotify is, is like streaming quite a bit. Um, but they're kind of cool post-punk vibes, and I've been kind of getting into like that darker post-punk sound occasionally. But um, well, that's yeah, what. I mean, I'm just always looking at new stuff, but. Well, that's where these algorithms become quite helpful. Um, they're becoming very articulate, and I'm finding that, you know, I, I, I've I've preach the gospel against the likes of Spotify in the past because of the money that the artists receive, i.e. the money they don't receive for, for, the, for the amount of streams yeah. that they get. Having said that, as, as, a, as a music fan, algorithmically, it's very, very good in terms of if you like this, you might like that type stuff, uh, I've, I've yeah. learned. So um, it, that, that does become a verbatim rabbit hole. I was talking to a, a colleague the other day and uh, they got sucked down the rabbit hole and they, they, were, they discovered, of all bands, they discovered Steve Hillage and Gong on, uh, on Spotify. So that, that's quite a rabbit hole to get sucked down. So they have just been listening to Gong for the past you know, two, or, two or three weeks, which to listen, awesome. to listen to all the gong is going to take you a heck of a lot more than two or three weeks. But all that aside, I think it's, uh, that, that, that aspect of discovery is, is pretty cool. So you said that band was called Minimal Man, right? Yeah, Minimal Man, and the album's called Safari. 
Um, and actually, we're going back to New Jersey last night. We played our show and loaded out at like midnight and drove to New Jersey back to Virginia. I saw the sun come up, but I put that album on. It's just like, there's like fog on the road. Like, it's like, right now um, in this area, like, it's very humid, but it's kind of cooling off. And then so, on this route uh, between uh, Norfolk and New Jersey, so there's like fog over the road. There's like a full moon. It was a vibe, but um, it's a great record. I've been enjoying it, like, like recently so sweet well i'll tell you you've got you've got my listing sorted out for this evening i'll be i'll be giving it a, a do when 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 the when the temperature hits about 10 degrees and it gets a little bit dewy and misty tonight uh i'll i'll give i'll give, give safari a listen and see see what happens yeah i'll take your word for it i'm gonna give it a go i'm not i'm not joking I'll, that's what i'll be doing this evening um now i was going to ask you to choose three songs out of your repertoire. I mean, you listen to the program, you know how this works. Three songs for me to play um, for, for, uh, for, the, for the audience that are, are a good good cross-section of, of your works. Okay, yeah. Well, um, I definitely, it's been a long is uh, off Derek Chronic, it's the opening track. Yeah. Um, and, and we played that one live, and that's where it sits on the um, set list. Off on the record, just how it starts. So that song kind of has a lot of movement in it. Um, definitely one I put on the list. Um, and then I do have a, um, a soft spot for the record that I put out recently in 2017. That's still recent to me. Just uh, felt like uh, "Sound of Who We Are." That song is uh, definitely one that can go on the list. Yeah. And another song off that record would be "Love Again." So maybe those three songs. Okay, I'm just writing, and you said Love Again, which is the lead track. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Just have to make sure that my brain can keep up with my penmanship. Um, great stuff. So that's, that's, that's a solid three. Thanks. That, that'll, give, that'll give everybody a pretty decent, 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 decent cross-section of, um, of, of, uh, of, uh, of your works, and then uh, they can visit the Bandcamp page and go for broke, can't they? Yeah, absolutely, and you know, I, I do love Bandcamp and, and what they've done, but kind of going back to Spotify too, like, it's, it's like a double-edged sword, right? But, uh, I don't know, for a smaller band, I, you know, Spotify is still beneficial because I just want people to access the music, so like, that's it. Bandcamp, Spotify, it is all good, like, and if you enjoy it, that's, that's, that's the job all done, and whether I get a, a buck from it or not doesn't really matter um, in, the, in the grand scheme, but uh, those three songs are definitely on Bandcamp, Spotify, um, and please help Wonderful stuff. That's well, that, that's a, a pretty decent plug. And and the, the last thing I've got to ask you is the hypothetical question of you post COVID coming up to uh, this neck of the woods and doing a gig and being at my house and I I make you a hot beverage and I come out of the pantry with the uh, I love that. Well, the magic biscuit tin. Yeah. Well, well. So what what's what's the biscuit cookie of choice that Elliot would choose then? crazy uh, uh, 
uh, people run into the watering hole, you know, hopefully we can get our head in and get a sip. But uh, once the dust settles, maybe we can get out there and, and experience it for ourselves. But uh, definitely on a bucket list. Nice. So I really want to go play that. Well, well, let's let's say that you do make it, and here's here's the question I have for you, and it's 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 completely nothing to do with music. It's 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 hypothetically you are here, you're 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 at my place with a hot drink in your hand, right? And and I and I come out of the pantry with with this this cookie jar, magic biscuit tin, and you could choose any cookie in the world. What would you choose? Like actual literal cookie, I'd probably go cookie or bake. Chocolate chip. You just go for good old chocolate chip. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of basic. I mean, like, listen, that's all like a good slice of cheese pizza is all you need. Like all the toppings, just distract you from the basic ingredients. Like a chocolate chip cookie, like a good chocolate chip cookie is definitely like hits the home run for me. Listen, but that's that. I have a lot of fun. I could, I could try any kind of cookie. Oh, couldn't we all? Couldn't we all? But the thing is, you went with your first, your first. Uh, your first thought, which we have to go with, and there's nothing wrong with it at all. Nothing. A good chocolate chip cookie, as they say, cannot be whacked if it's done properly. I'm not talking that garbage where you buy, you know, 28 in a box and it's rubbish. I'm talking about good old-fashioned Mrs. Fields type cookies, you know. Absolutely. So okay. you you've, uh, you've you've finally made it onto the program, and I finally got you onto the program. Thanks so much. It's been uh, it's been a while. So I think I think everyone's going to really enjoy the three songs that you chose and uh, learning more about you and the band, uh, and uh, maybe get you on uh, after after the the next LP, which you know by the sound of things sounds like next yearish for you. Yeah, I feel like next year, and um, just taking our time because again, I thought of your coordinate is kind of just getting into it, um, but it's been a lot of fun and it sounds pretty good. Um, and I'll share, I'll share the demos, but for sure, keep in touch, and I appreciate you, um, you know, working with me, like, this, this means a lot to me, just because of, uh, you know, I do a lot of stuff myself, and whenever, you know, things actually come to fruition and happen, it's, it's, it's just humbling, and I'm glad people pay attention to what I'm doing, uh, so far away, so I, and I, I appreciate your programming, too, I, I love your content, so. Well, it's a pleasure, it's great talking to you, so in the meantime, please look after yourself, and I'll be in touch uh, as soon as uh, we are ready to uh, to crack this on uh, on uh, online. Absolutely, well, I appreciate your time. Thank you. All the best. Take care of yourself. My thanks go out to Elliot Malvis. Thank you, sir, for your time and uh, your candor there. Great little chat. And uh, if you're listening closely, you will know that this is the song that's missing. I'm going to play it for you. Your Jovian, love again.
Yeah, I feel better today I think that shit was just a phase My whole outlook's changed I've even stopped feeling strange I can understand why you was mad now Why should you be the one who has to lose out Just cause I'm on one I said I'm always gonna have shit going on I feel so much better That's the twang, isn't it? And that's off Love It When I Feel Like This from 2007 and the song called Either Way. And for that, the third of three songs by your Jovian Weird Love Again lead track to the self-titled 2018 EP, yourjovian.bandcamp.com. Up next, some clinic from Liverpool. Then we're going to get into some cat downling.
Cat Dowling and that great stuff that's animals and that's one of three songs that we're going to hear from her off the forthcoming new LP that's the title track to the LP that's coming out on November the 12th over to Cat and myself right now for a bit of banter and then two more songs before I wrap up the programme enjoy this uh, well, it's, it's, it's lovely to be talking to you it's, it's, took, it's took a little while to coordinate this because of life life in general I would expect um, yes. And should, I, should I press something there? Is that right now? That's right. I, I can see you in all your beauty. Yeah, it's it's fine. Okay. I mean, you 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 regrettably see me, but that's that's okay. Right. I can um, see you in all your beauty. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> so 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 we're, we're talking to you about these these three quick fire singles that have come out. We're talking yes. about, and we're also going to talk about. You're not a flash in the pan. A lot of people might think that you've just arrived on the scene, like teleported. You've done your spade work for a long, long time. And I you, have, you've, yeah. I've been playing for a little while, yeah. You've been playing for yeah. a long while, and you've got you've got a, a wonderful CV that I've I've been educating myself over as well because of course I know what I know, but then when you get a press release, you also learn little tidbits of information that you didn't know previously. Yes. And of course, I, I wasn't aware of the uh, of the of the the, uh, the the title track of Banshee. I thought that was immensely impressive. Go away, really. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That that was you something because that show was a, a mental show. Uh, and yes. and I mean Alan Ball. Alan Ball's just Alan Ball, right? So how, how, how just curiously, how did that happen? Uh, just for you lot listening out there, Banshee is a it's a very unique show that, that ended what must have ended about seven or eight years ago, something like that. Um, but it was a an all action um, American. Um, I think it was HBO, wasn't it, or somewhere AMC or something like that. Anyway, it's worth watching, and it's also worth watching because. Because of the, the the second series has has cats work in it. So how did that happen? I worked with a, um, a lady over in LA, and apparently the director heard my voice, heard the song, and loved it, and loved my voice, and just it literally landed like that. So um, just kismet. That's how it worked. Just that's how it worked. And yes, and um, that was it, really. So it was yes, it was great. Well, it's it's not a not a bad thing to have on your CV. I mean, witches witches of East End as well. I've learned about that. But this is all stuff that, that that you've done in the past. Now, now you've joined FIFA Records. I've got a soft spot in my heart for FIFA Records because oh, been yeah. a long long standing fan of Emperor of Ice Cream. Uh, okay, fabulous. Yeah, and, and, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the Emperor is <clears throat> a bit on the show, and of course, um, I thought they'd been abducted. Uh, in the 90s after their three EPs because they just disappeared. Then FIFA kind of came to the fore and, yeah. and now FIFA have added you to the roster uh, and it's, it's yes. turning into a, a really nice boutique label, isn't it? Oh, do you know what? And the guys in there are so sound, such good guys and they're so passionate about music. That's it. It's just the bottom line is the love of music. Wonderful. So, I'm so grateful to be with them. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, and the, name, and the name says it all. They're totally vocational. They're not in it for the money, that's for sure. They're in so, it for the, for the pure yeah. love. Yes, and they're in it for, it's the passion of music. And that's why any of us, how can any of us be in this? Unless we have an absolute deep passion for music. Well, I'd like to think so. for the gold. Oh, cracky, no one's, getting rich. no one's getting rich off this, are they? So, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, we're doing this because we love it, but I, ho I hope you're making a few bucks. But chaps like me who are just trying to share music, that's all we want to do is, is, is be able to... Is to it, sounds, it sounds so corny, but sharing the love, it, it, it's a wonderful thing for me to be able to do a show like this, to be able to share your works with thousands of other people who quite conceivably are your people at the same time, which 
in, in, in this whole big nasty world, to me that brings me a little bit of solace, just a little bit. Yes, 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 yes. Um, it, it, and it, the whole point is to, it is a passion. We must have passion, full stop. And we must have passion for our art. If we don't have that, we have nothing. You're absolutely right. We might as well go back to it. Well, might as well yeah, go back to well, well, there'll be cave paintings, which I guess does does qualify as well. Now, now, now you work with Jerry Horan. Now, now, how did how did that uh, yes. come 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 about? Because because Jerry Horan's um, done done done, you know, his fair share, and and co you know, you, you're co-producing as well, so you're kind of half trusting your work to somebody. Which oh, is, look, I'm working with Jerry, um, Jerry for a long time. In yeah. fact, going back to other. Um, going back to other uh, what's the word um, bands that I played in I'm so talented and I guess we kind of work together because we have different styles and um, we do, I just really we really trust him we've got this really incredible trust and he hears now I guess maybe I played in bands before because you often want to hide beneath a band you and then yeah. I guess I was never comfortable, I think it's a female thing, I was never comfortable taking front of house. So I kind of had this thing about letting everyone else, you know, shine. And then it was him who actually encouraged me to go solo. Is that he right? Said, no, yeah, honestly, he said, the only good thing about these bands is you. You need to go, you need to do this on your own. We are all, all useless, you're the only talented one. They were more or less his words. And so he was the one that encouraged me. We ended up working together and we, we keep working. It's a kind of a... Lovely. It's a, yeah. Yeah, it just sounds like you've you've hit you just hit that uh, symbiotic relationship that many people strive for that they never attain during their career. You've got it, so fantastic. I'm chuffed for you because people strive for that their whole career and never get anyone who can quite understand their art. Yeah, yeah. So it's great, and and because I really admire him as a musician, so that's yeah, it's great. It's beautiful, and I I just write that like the songs flow and. To have he's much more he's really good on the kind of tech side, so he's brilliant and all that. Fantastic! So it checks all the boxes that you can't check. So between the two of you, you've got them all checked. Yes, yes, exactly that kind of thing. Yeah. Smashing! I was going to ask you about um, the, the the visual medium, of course, because your covers are lovely. Um, digi three yes. digital three digital singles. I mean, a, a lot of times when there are digital singles and teaser singles and yes. pre-release singles. A lot of yes. corners are cut where people just chuck it out there. But yes. you, you've obviously spent time, energy, effort to make three individual, uh, separate, uh, unique uh, visuals. You've also done the video, yes. uh, which which yes. which is nuts, by the way. It's great. Which 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 yes. leads me to ask you, of course, well, you know it's coming. Is is the aesthetic must be important to you? You you seem to have a very tangible grip on its complementary elements with, with the audible. You seem to have a, a, a nice grip yeah. on that. Yeah, well, that's very kind of you to say. I guess I'm visual, right? I'm not... That, to me, is a little bit important. Visuals, like, if it, even on something... I'm very much into beauty, like, the beauty of things. I know things have to be practical, but for me, it's a visual. So, yes, visuals are important. I think they're very important, yes. And they're beautiful. And they're yeah. beautiful. I mean, you, yours. I mean, you you are a quite a stunning uh, photo subject to yourself. So that that's great. Wait. Oh. No, no, honestly, because I mean, I'm saying if I, if, I, if I put out an EP, the last thing I want to think about is put myself on the cover of an EP. It's, know, it's, it's not. Know, good. I, no, no, honestly, no. You'd be great. No, it's and it's nothing because I'm not. Um, what's the word? I just there's no big thought going into it because I never. 
did anything with my cup, my mug on the front. I just thought, look, this time, let's do it. Let's just go for it. Put the mug on. Put the mug <laughs> shoot on the front. Ah. Cover. But what's the what's the LP cover going to be like? Can you share that with us? I can. Do you need? Do you want me to share it with you on screen? Am I able to do that or no? Oh, you can just verbalise it. I mean, I'll see it eventually. I'm just curious because if, if yeah. it's, it's, I'm assuming it's not your mug shot, or is it your mug shot? It is my mug shot. Actually, my mug is on it, and you may have seen a shot of it before. But it is my mug, and it's kind of quite a strong image. And it was just something a little bit candid. And yes, it's more the expression that. That we went, that I went for. Smashing, smashing. Yeah, I just want to bring that up because at the end of the day, there are, there are so many artists who understand their art form implicitly, but when it comes to translating it into the parallel, the parallel visual, it, the, yeah. there are things that are lost. And people who listen to this program enough know know of my love of certain boutique labels like the 4AD label, where you used to just buy the you, you, you used to buy the albums just because of the artwork. You didn't care what was on it. Absolutely, absolutely. And what a beautiful label. Well, oh my God, all the stuff that... Um, I know, it's important. This one, I just... This one has got me in it. I don't know how interesting that is, but I just thought, look, I've not done it before, and I kind of enjoyed doing it, actually. I did enjoy doing it. Well, know? I think you should. I mean, I, it's, it's, I don't think there's any ego in it at all. It's a solo album, for goodness sake, right? So, I mean, it's it, 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 it kind of begs that kind of that, that look and feel. So... Fair play to you. I just wanted to check on that because I, I, I am, by token, my token uh, degrees in fine art uh, and, and music engineering. So they're the only things I really know. So they kind of this this which is world. beautiful. Which is beautiful. That's that's a, that's a gift. Um, Dara, am I allowed to record this? Of course, I, I sure. To, to film this. How do I? I'm sorry to interrupt your. Um, yeah, um, uh, there's a record button right at the bottom. You see the yes, bottom menu. You just. But it's asking me to ask you to give permission to record, so I don't know what the recording in progress. I'll, I'll record. I'll record it and I'll send it to you. How about that? Perfect. Perfect. Yes. And, I, and I'm recording all the audio, obviously, so I will send you that okay. as well. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Lovely. So you did fine art. You're an artist yourself. Well, technically, I suppose on paper I am, uh, but it's it's one of those things where when you when you you know you get a career and you get kids. I mean, I, I was majored in printmaking, so I'd, I'd love to be able to go do some printmaking, some some acid etching and things. It's just life catches up with you, and you just don't have time to do these things. So I'm, I'm forever, I'm forever doodling. Is what I'm doing. That's the, the next best thing. Keep doodling, keep doodling. It's a sense. Yeah. Absolutely is. Uh, um, now I wanted to talk to you about your um, your songwriting process. I know it sounds like a very corny question, but for me, um, I, I I I love your lyrics. Uh, I, I I'm I'm a I'm a lyric person. Like, for instance, my wife, God, my, my wife, God bless yeah. her, doesn't listen to lyrics. I said, did you hear that? Did you hear that? And she goes, what? Um, so I, I, I listen to lyrics implicitly. Uh, so I'm just curious what your process is. Are you a napkin merchant where you're scribbling stuff down? Do you have a tape recorder? Are you using an iPhone? What do you do? Yeah, yeah. You know what's really interesting? Like, that's a really good question. I find in general that I tend to write. It's a form of relaxation. Right? So at the end of the day, when I was busy like you, with, with kids and stuff, and I would, I it was, it was more the little that that little the iPhone, right? It was just a hand, and I would make a piano, I'd be side guitar, but then like so, people would say, "Do you write the lyrics first? So I would get these ideas down, and then I might go back and forget all about it, and then go, "Actually, that's a really good idea. I really like that," and then I might work on it. But I have a new little venture this time, and then another thing, I would start writing pen and lyrics, right? 
But then I lose them, and then I, I find myself stumbling across lyrics, and I go, God, that's really good. And I don't mean to sound arrogant here. No, no. Because I wrote that. But, and I go, wow, that's really beautiful. And I kind of, because I didn't, I come across something or a piece of paper that was scrambled up somewhere, um, and I go, I need to start doing this, and you start collecting my lyrics, right? So I think my new way now is for the next, and I already have another album written, right? But um, wow. what I was going to say to you was try, when I get an idea, try and grab the whole thing together. Just make yourself finish it. Okay, there gotcha. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad or different. And I also want, I find that I enjoy, I love poetry and I love writing and I love, um, I love how words are constructed. So, like, oftentimes I might have read a book and I've only, I've gone back into reading, but it's not so much what's happening that's of interest to me, it's how the words are put together. I love that. So that's the same. I like, so I guess maybe that's poetry or whatever. So I like the way the lines, because we're all saying the same thing, really. Nobody has any experience. You know, we all have our experiences, but it's just how you say it. I think it's, it's I, quite, it's, I, it's very beautiful. I'm smiling because I'm a stickler, and, and it sounds like I'm a right snob, but I'm not because I'm just just a, an, an average bloke. But I marvel in the English language and its beauty. Uh, and yeah. it's, 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 unmitigated choice in, in, in having countless ways to say any given any given thing. Yeah. Uh, yes. a, lot, a lot of people talk about how hoity-toity and haute couture the French are. Well, there's three and four times the amount of words in the English language than there is in French. So I wanted yeah, to, to, yeah, to, to make yeah. a point about that. But, but you, you're, you're, you're talking about the language. I just, just wondered, are you, are you also one of those people like me who is a little bit of a stickler for, for grammar and hates SMS texting and stuff like that? I am a little bit like that, and I think if we're going to say it, say it right, spell it. I hate, I'm not really a fan, quite a fan of jargon, I hate shortening words. Yes. I just, like, I don't like when people, if they have a name and you shorten their name to, like, just the one, like, it's just an extra syllable, like, yeah. you can say it. <laughs> you are allowed. You're allowed to say it. Now, I just think there's, there's, a, there's a wonderful book called Eat Shoots and Leaves. I'm sure you've heard of it. But if you haven't, it's a little coffee table book called Eat Shoots and Leaves. And it's about being a grammar Nazi and being uh, a protector of the English language. And it's a lot of fun. You get a lot of, lot, lot, lot of kicks out of that. Eat right? Shoots and Leaves. Okay, I look yeah. that up. I'll definitely get that. And I think it's gone out the window that these days, you know, because you know, um, um, I, I do remember I had an English teacher in school who was kind of a bit tough. But particularly when I was at the age between 12 and 15, she was an amazing teacher and was a stickler for grammar. But I remember that love, you know, discussing poetry. You know, one of those teachers that leaves an impression on me. Yeah, absolutely. The, 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 teacher. the teachers, just, you just know that they lived and breathed everything that they were telling you, those vocational teachers that you get every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. I, I, had one of those, I had one of those English teachers that I went to grammar school and we used to have a... We used to have a uh, a vocab test every day, which of course we all used to loathe, but you don't realise at the time that you are accruing all of this vocabulary and, 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 and diction that, that you don't realise that you, you're actually compiling. And and, and, and and someone said to me the other day, he said, what, what, why, why do you speak with all those words? I said, I don't know how to speak any other way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just, I just, Isn't well, a beautiful book? <laughs> it is beautiful, but it's just like you use lots of words. What, what does that even mean? Anyway, I, I digress immensely. I digress immensely. So you've already alluded that you've got the next LP in the can, which is phenomenal. So how many tracks have you got written for this thing? So basically, 
the Animals is coming out on the 12th of November, right? Yeah. And I have to say, I really love this record. I, I do. It's I, I do. Um, and then the next record, I've got plenty of songs. So I just, I'll, I'll pick and choose. I'll, you know, I'll try to whittle down. That'll be, that'll be the next project. Yeah. Brilliant. And that's always a joy, isn't it? Like, because, because to create is part of the, you know, to create is, this, like, we all need to be creating. Uh, I, yeah, well, you seem to be, pick. you seem to be some of those, one of those people that just can't stand still. Is, 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 is the material for the next LP at demo stage, or has is, is it reached that stage yet, Kat? I have. I, I kind of got a lot unfinished, so we'll probably demo before Christmas. And I get an idea together of what I'm going to, what kind of an album, what kind of an album it's going to be. Um, so I'm not exactly sure, but I have the feeling, I have the flavour and I know it. Oh, I know fantastic. What, you know, what way I'd like to go with it. That's we'll good to know. That, yeah, before Christmas. Yeah. Well, Animals Animals is out on the 12th, as you say, and, and I'm going to play the three singles uh, for everybody to hear. Um, yes. I was going to ask you, um, just you know, your day-to-day, you're a very busy lady, I know that. You've got, you've got a family life, you've got a professional life. Um, but what are you doing yourself for your own enjoyment musically? Are you buying music? Or is there anyone that you're particularly enamoured with nowadays that you think is, is, is particularly worth listening to? I'm just curious. What... Yeah. Yeah, sure. I listen. I kind of gone back to a lot of what was I listening to? I'm kind of I was going through the old Rolling Stones phase, the Kinks phase. Nice. You know, into a bit of like um, you know, kind of Pink Floyd stuff. That I didn't really listen to. I'm a huge Dylan fan, and then I was listening to stuff like Big Thief and um, little bits of Wolf Alice and um. Do you know, like I love Philip Glass, I love yeah. all the composers, I love like I mean, do you know I love like I was big I loved kind of you know pretty good hip hop and but I kinda I'm moving away from electronic like I like I, I was big into all that but now I'm just kind of cruising through stuff like this this um I'm, I'm big into songwriters and words and stuff, you know. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I was going to so, use the word substance. Like, I was going to use the word substance. You, you, you're kind of listening to to, to 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 music with real substance, whether it's Glass or Jagger Richards. It's timeless stuff you're listening yes. to right now. Yes, yeah. That's that's kind of. I guess if I'm listening, um, I kind of need to be listening to something that's of you know. Uh, I meaning and pop. Listen, you know, pop is all is all great, but I quite like the, I quite like words and stuff and I suppose there's so much there's so much output isn't there that mm-hmm. to hear something that grabs you I love eclectic like I like um, Agnes O'Bell and Anna Brew and all those yeah. kind yeah. of um, st- and you know cinematic I'm big into cinematic but I love like I was always I was a big Missy Elliott fan and all that so and I love trying I'm going through a traditional Irish music because I love Planksteen and I love this really? band called Lancome and there's just yeah, like I like the you know putting the story, um, so you create the picture as you're listening. Uh, well, but then obviously you want you know the color. Well, that's a tapestry that you just that you just disclosed there. Uh, that's a wonderful tapestry, and, and uh, you know notably not an awful lot of contemporary music in what you're listening to. And I have I have fits and starts like that as well. Like a couple of months ago, I listened to you know every Kinks album like you did, you know because you have to every year you've got to listen to all the yeah. Kinks because you have to remind yourself yes. of. The contextualization of music, which is my, which is what my kids don't understand. For instance, they will say something as as horrific as "Dad, I think the Beatles were overrated," and and then I would have to tell them that uh, contextually, you're sitting around in 1965 and you hear this stuff, it blows your little mind. Something that, of course, you can't extrapolate as a 22 year old nowadays. 
I know, of course, because music has become like the level, it's really quite high. Um, but I think to actually hear something that really grabs you, because there's a lot of kind of similar, isn't it? There's a, there's a big emphasis on hip hop and urban and all that at the moment. Yeah. And, and, and for something really good to get through, but there's, look, there's amazing stuff coming out. There is. There's, it's never not been the case. It's just hard to find. You've got to be dogged. Um, um, it, like yourself, I mean, you're, you're, you're doing all the spade work, you're band camping, you, you know, you're self-promoting, you're working with the likes yes. of, of Shauna to get things done. It's, it's, yes. it's a real struggle out there. It's, 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 it's not like it was 15 years ago. There's a lot of uh, DIY going on, isn't there? Yes, there is. And there's a lot of people putting that music and in a way, like we all need, like I think it's beautiful. Look, the more creativity that's in this world, but I guess I mean there's maybe a slight forgetting that a lot of people seem to be trying to pay for it themselves. You know, there's a lot. Not I don't know if there's a huge amount of people. Is there making? There is. You can make. You just have to think differently. But but and I think the bottom line is make something beautiful. That that has to be the bottom line. Set the bar high, right? No, no, no. Set the bottom line has to be to make something beautiful. But I guess these days there's a lot more of people are doing DIY, their own promotion, yes, their own this, and and, and a lot more skills involved, which I don't know is such a great thing. Like you have to make beautiful art, and that takes a little bit of time, and you know you have to have the space for for that as well, don't you? Like so, if you're so busy in social media and doing all this other stuff that can take away from it like it can it can I'm, I'm looking at my taupe little doodles this is the some the some contribution to my art uh, artistic uh, uh, community today but i mean not a day goes past without something that i i will not deem art worthy you you seem to be yes. someone do, do you do you have an outlet any other outlets cat like do you paint or do you draw as well or or or, or is it mainly recording that is your love mm. I, I think songs and words are my thing, right? I mean, I love, I'm visually, I love, I love watching art. I love, I love cinema. I'm big into, you know, just something, I guess, all the visuals and stuff. What do I make? I was always kind of fairly decent with my hands, looking at things from an artistic point of view. Um, but no, I'm not a painter. No, I'm not. Any, I, I actually, I was quite good as a, I had much of it. No. <laughs> well, you, you answered that succinctly. I've got I've got one last question for you, yes. and it's completely unrelated to music, and it's hypothetical. It's yes. it's something I ask everybody, yes. regardless of who you are. It's you're around my place yes. after a successful gig. You've got a hot beverage in your hand. Yes. You're suitably relaxed, and I come out of the pan yes. I come out of the pantry with the magic biscuit tin, and I say, Cap. What bicky would you like out this magic biscuit tin? Past, present, future, anything you want. What would it be? Well, that's a very, that's a very, I'd like a flapjack, a homemade flapjack. Oh, fantastic. I just had one of those this morning from Starbucks. They make them here in North America in Starbucks. That's what I go for, that crunch. It's got to have the crunch in it. And you've got to have the crunch in it like and the oat. Yeah, Brilliant. Yeah. Well, I, I, like, I like the very fact that you didn't hesitate, Kat. A lot of people hesitate, like I've asked them to perform alchemy in their kitchen or something. I'm just asking what your favourite biscuit is, you know, but it's just one of those things. And that, I mean, like, I do remember the Jersey creams, so I have a little bit of a fondness Ooh, for those Jersey creams. Jersey creams. Oh, there was something about those. Yeah. I'd actually yeah. forgotten about those. You've actually rekindled my... Uh... And, a pink, and a pink, now that you've got me in a roll of pink wafer. 
Okay, but I have to go with your first entry of flapjack because that, okay, that that was right you. off that was right off the top of your head. But 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 you know, I, I'd I'd like to thank you immensely. You are you are one wonderful person to talk to. You 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 uh, sound like a right. I just wish I had the chance to see you live, which during this this uh, current climate doesn't look like it's going to happen too too often. But uh, hopefully you'll make it to North America in 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 a, in a couple of years. I, would love that. I, I did a beautiful tour actually North America a few years ago. Um, and I had an amazing time. New York was amazing. I remember just, I know, just, I remember arriving on the, the metro. I dragged a shitload of gear. I had to go to Brooklyn. I don't know how the hell I managed to do it. I was sweating. I was overdressed for the occasion, even though it was, when was it? It was March, and that was, there was a blizzard. And I remember I had my Gibson, which is worth about maybe two and a half, maybe three grand, maybe more. And... This dude comes up to me and I just put the stuff down. He said, hey, mommy, you know, you, you can't be caring. Pretty, let me help you. And I remember at the time kind of going, no, 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 I'm fine. You the big Irish accent. Like, no, 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 no. And all this, and I was dragging the stuff up to the, 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 what you call it, the tram. But I remember when I was leaving, like, and again, it was a snow blizzard. And I was dragging gear again, trying to get to a taxi. And these dudes came up to me and said, come on, mama, you can't be carrying all this stuff. And I was when I let them carry all my gear. I didn't get that stitch. I did. <laughs> and it was just funny how you kind of realized. I totally trusted. No idea who they were. They could have run off. But I just knew these were good heads. It was in, it was that Brooklyn bus and um, really nice. And I had beautiful shows. But I'm doing an amazing show. I know it's not New York, but I'm doing an amazing show in Brooklyn Street, which is probably the greatest venue in Ireland. Yes. Or anywhere. And amazing sound system, beautiful venue. So I was asked to play at that. So that's the 14th, Thursday the 14th of October. So if you happen to get a flight, a transatlantic, ah, you can make your way over just, you know, one of these time machines. That's lovely. So, uh, well, are, they, are, are, you, are you going to be filming that, Kat, that performance? I might film. Actually, yes, that's my plan to film it, yeah. Yeah, because it'd be lovely because you could share it posthumously with everybody else after that. Yes, yes, absolutely. Very good. Yes, yes. So that would be really nice, and it'd be a beautiful show. Yeah. Oh, beautiful! I'm, I'm really happy for you. I, I, I'm just happy for you that you're getting the, the the prominence that you deserve. These these last three singles that I've heard uh, are, are wonderful. I'm really looking forward to the LP. Uh, I'm sure everybody, yeah. upon hearing the three singles, is going to be uh, equally as buzzed as I am about it. And hopefully, yeah, thank you so much. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Hopefully, I can have you back on the program after your next LP, after you uh, yes. check out the next one. Yes, 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 lovely. And you keep doodling and keep drawing. I shall. And keep doodling. Don't even tell you that you're using too many words, ever. <laughs> Bless There's your heart. Never... Yeah. <laughs> and the cat, I'll, send, I'll send you all these recordings afterwards, okay? Yes, lovely. Thanks a million, okay? All the See best. See you later, okay? Bye. Look after. Ta-ra. Super little chat that with Kat. Thanks so much. Let's hear two songs that uh, she's queued up for us. Well, the three uh, three songs in total that are the three so far that are released off the forthcoming LP. We're going to hear Freedom now, and then we're going to hear Trouble.
And so ends episode 159 of Near Perfect Pitch. Thank you, Kat Dowling. That was Trouble, preceded by Freedom. And before the interview, we heard Animals, the title track from the LP to be released on November the 12th, catdowling.bandcamp.com. Right, I'll be back next time with episode 160. You're going to be in for a treat. I'm not even going to tell you who the interview is going to be. There's two absolute belters. So uh, do spread the word. And on that note, if you know somebody who needs some musical education, uh, do pass them onto the programme. I'd be very grateful. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Kat Dowling. Thank you to Elliot Malvis. Be nice to each other. Get a jab in your arm if you can. And be nice to each other. I'll be back next time. All the best. It does take quite a bit of time and energy to produce each and every episode of Near Perfect Pitch. As you probably know, the show operates as a one-man outfit, i.e. myself. I arrange and perform all interviews and the recording, editing, admin, graphic design, playlisting, research and promotion of each episode. So please visit nearperfectpitch.com to lend your support to the show. Needless to say, your support is immensely appreciated.